you know, I'm gonna just say this, like all this stuff, I don't wanna make it sound like I am responsible for this business being so successful. And I'm gonna say it is successful. Right now, at this, it, that could change any moment. I understand this. This business is successful, and it's successful because of the staff that we have. I mean, I don't know how I'm in charge of this. Like, I, I'm just gonna tell you a very embarrassing story. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the. Fitness Lying Down podcast, where I am your host and owner extraordinaire, Corey Kripe. Well, let's get this party started. Let's let's get this started in the best, rightest way ever. <sighs> Love that sound. Well, today, um, flying solo once again, kind of in a, a peculiar environment right now. Um, typically, I am I'm an early riser, so which means I'm early to bed. And um, as I'm recording this, it is currently 7.40 in the p.m., which is a hard hour for me because I am getting ready to go to bed. But I have a, um, a daughter who's a freshman in high school who plays in a pep band and is playing for, I believe, a volleyball playoff game right now. So I get to hang out at Fitness Lying Down, the gym I love so much, and I get to come to you. Um, and I get to talk to you a little bit about What's been on my mind recently and what has been on my mind is Believe It or Not. Kind of like that song, Believe It or Not. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway, see, it's late at night. So, I mean, late at night for me. So I get a little squirrely. That's why I'm sitting here with my effervescent bubbly water to help keep me awake. But the thing that's been on my mind recently is, I don't know if you know this or not, but come November 1st, Officially, Fitness Lying Down has been a brick-and-mortar business for eight years. I, I think about this. I mean, I feel like every year we do this, it's exciting. It gets more exciting. But it's like eight years. We're, we're two years away from the big 10-year mark. And I mean, in the world, in the lifespan of a gym, especially a, a boutique gym, eight years is something to celebrate. I mean, maybe I'm just doing this because I'm patting myself on my own back. Maybe I'm talking myself up. But honestly, I've seen a lot of gyms come and go, um, not just in the area, but around people with great intentions to get a gym going because guess what? We want to help people. But there's so much more to owning a gym than just <laughs> owning a gym. Uh, and it's, it's kind of funny because, as most of you know, I had a formal education in fitness. So I went to fitness school at UW-Lacrosse and things like this. And most of the people that graduate with a degree in fitness, I mean, they're, one of their main goals is to eventually own their own thing. And it only makes sense because as I've talked about for over, well, now it'll be 50 episodes, that this is a hard life to live. It's, it's hard to be a personal trainer. It's hard to be a fitness professional with clients and maybe working at, other, you know, at various gyms because that's how, usually how it goes is you, you train at this gym for a little bit, and then later on in that day, you have to travel to gym B so you can train more people, and you're just kind of like an independent contractor going around. Or maybe you do stay at one gym and you're the personal trainer, and you might see somebody at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., maybe 7 a.m., maybe somewhere in the mid to late morning, you're leading a group session, 
and then you really might not see anybody until like three o'clock and later, and your last session might end at eight, nine, 10 p.m. because you're at the mercy of other people's schedules, which makes sense because in some way, gyms, fitness is kind of retail hours. Um, you know, you have the pre-work rush, sometimes you get a lunch, work, lunch hour rush, and then you get people that come in after work. Um, so it can be really hard for one person to manage such a schedule. I mean, the, the amount of sleep you don't really get um, and all the time that you're preparing for, for clients and for your sessions, as some, most of the time in typical gyms, you're not getting compensated for that time. You're only getting compensated for the time that you were physically on the floor training on a, 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 a member, a client. And so this really wears and tears on people. And that's why a lot of people leave the industry is, you know, such a turnover in this industry because people get burnt out. I was one of them. I was ready to leave, as I've told everybody here in this uh, podcast universe about that. So a lot of people, they have their eyes set on if I could just own a gym. And I tell you what, I was right there. Uh, you know, when I was going through school, it's just like, oh, it'd be so cool to own a gym. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to own a gym and I want it to be mine and I want to personalize it and things like this. And then, of course, after my rocktastic internship with the Chicago Bulls, you know, my gym, like, I just remember graduating and recently, you know, being married. So not married for a very long time, less than a year. And I tell Rebecca, my wife, that, you know, I'm going, I'm going to own a gym now. Like, it's, it's my time to own a gym. And she tells me, well, you, you need experience. And, you know, egotistical Corey just kind of, what are you talking about experience? I've got experience. You know, I, I did four years at university. I've worked out pretty much my whole life. I've had an internship with the Chicago Bulls. I, I'm good to go. Like, it's time for me to own a gym. And as um, it usually happens, she was very right. So she told me, she's like, there's no way that we're going to start this marriage with you bankrupting us, bankrupts, bankrupting? bankrupting us with this gym. And oh man, that was just such a shot to the gut. I mean, humble pie being served. And yeah, I guess I, I just took it and I just kind of sulked, went back to my Olive Garden job, <laughs> whatever table I was serving at the time. And you know what though? Doors started opening. And I started getting more opportunities and more experience because it is, you know, in the Midwest, especially, it's not easy to, you know, first of all, to get a personal training job and especially one that you could make a living on. Um, and so for me, it was more like, all right, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I had no idea where I was going to go with all this, but I just let, let things happen. So what happened now was that <laughs> a lot of happens. Oh, sorry, texting coming through and I'm easily distracted. So yeah, I started gaining experience. And of course, you know, as I'm gaining experience, I'm working with more people, other populations that I've never, ever trained before. I'm, I'm learning how to just to be myself, but be a good coach as well. I mean, that's one thing, especially I learned with that internship with the Bulls, was the art of coaching. And, you know, I've really, I feel like I've really made that into my own, where I have my own unique style of coaching. And I'm always honing it in. Like, I don't ever want to say, hey, I've arrived and I'm the best coach ever. I'm always achieving and striving to be the best coach ever. And some of those ways that I know is obviously, A, the product I'm putting out. So are, my, are the clients that we're serving, are they getting better? 
And that's kind of a, yeah, you know, based on the FMS uh, conversation we had last week, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's a wish-washy kind of question because, of course, everybody wants to say, yes, I, I'm feeling better with your program and things, and I do believe we are helping people. But at the same time, there's, you know, besides like the FMS, there's no really hardcore metric to gauge how you're feeling. You know, I mean, we can, we can measure your waist, we can measure all these different body parts, we can put you on a scale, and we get some of those physical metrics. But the fact of like, how strong are you actually? How do you measure that? So I find that it's like more, you know, people keep coming to my gym. I, that must be an indicator of how we're doing that way. But the other way I find out if I'm doing a really good job coaching is can I, can I efficiently get my message across? Does it take me a lot of words for somebody to do something? Now, obviously, a podcast, I have the gift to gab. I can talk and I can give you a story behind every single exercise. And I'm always excited about it. I don't know why. But when I introduce somebody to an exercise, and it might be an exercise they've seen a million times, I always reintroduce it to them as if it's brand new. And I, I treat it like it's brand new for them. So I, I continue giving them the coaching cues and even better coaching cues as I continue to grow in the industry, which gets me totally excited. So as we're talking about, like the, the thing, the theme here is the history of fitness lying down. Because as many of you know, if you haven't, if you don't know, then you must go back to one or the first or second episode where I'm talking about getting fired. Because in, in my realm of gaining experience, the last stop I had before the brick and mortar fitness line down was this wonderful experience and opportunity of working with people with disabilities. And that really fine-tuned my coaching. I mean, I, I have such still fond memories of that, of that time. And because of that time, I was able to continue my education in a way that I never was able to before by going to some of these conferences. And that's when I started learning about more human movement and how to how to make that trans—I don't transition. I don't know if that's the right word, but how to apply human movement onto the training floor? Just kind of a rough, rough sketch of it. And then, as I was getting more and more curious, and I went down and down that rabbit hole, that's where I discovered DVRT, and then that whole human movement and loaded training. Like it really—oh my goodness! It just—it made sense, and that's why I get so fired up about this. So, as you may recall, a little review. Uh, review, review, review. <laughs> Late at night, words are so hard. The the stuff I started to learn and apply and really get fascinated with was not on the top of mind for the person that was in charge of the company that I was working at. And so eventually I did get fired. And, you know, I'm not going to blame anybody except for myself. Um, you know, I mean, I can point fingers, but ultimately... I made some decisions that pretty much got me to where I was, but I feel like that was that was just providence happening. Um, I I was too stubborn to leave that job, and so something had to happen for me to start the next venture. And after I got fired, I have a friend who owned a a boot camp gym, I guess you could say. And uh, this guy's name is Anthony. And we, after I got, well, we met at actually one of these conferences in Chicago, and we realized that our, our philosophy on training really, really uh, complemented each other. We had a lot of the same beliefs, and, you know, we wanted to help people get better. 
and we wanted to make sure that it was different than the run-of-the-mill fitness as usual, um, which you receive in typical gyms. So, you know, we just talked, and every now and then I would actually sub-coach for him, but he had a full-time job as well. And so his, his gym was only open um, early mornings and late afternoons, and that was it, Monday through Friday. And I think there was like a Saturday morning session as well. So there were times that I would get called upon to come in and kind of guest coach, I guess you could say, sub-coach. And that was pretty cool. I was really, I was kind of jealous, I guess, at some, at some level because um, this is while I was still working at the previous company, but it was just so fascinating that, you know, it's like, wow, this is, you know, he really made something happen here. And I, I just felt in my heart of hearts, like this could be so much more. And I know he wanted it to be more, but it's a difficult thing when you have a young family and you need to support them. And so his main job was the supporting job. And I feel like the, the boot camp was kind of more of a, a hobby, a passion of his. So when I got fired, I remember he actually took me out to lunch. I got fired on a Tuesday. I still remember he took me to lunch on a Friday. And we just had a conversation. It was really nice. Um, it was just good to know that he was in my corner. And I, I just remember him like, I don't know if it was in an email or after we, some after we got done. And he's, he just said, you know, it was great talking with you. And it'd be great if we could work together sometime. And I really kind of poo-pooed that. I, well, I should say poo-pooed that. I just kind of like, oh, yeah. At that point, though, that was early in my being fired, so I just needed to get a job. So I was, I was looking all over. I mean, I was looking at uh, garbage, you know, waste management, I guess you could say. I mean, I didn't care what the job was. I just needed to get a job ASAP so I could start supporting my family. And things started kind of like coming together, I guess you could say, because Rebecca, my wife, the one who told me not to own my own gym at that one point, I just remember the one time we were at the park with the kids and she she kind of looked at me and she said, hey, um, you know, you got something unique you're, you're offering now. Like what you do is not something that anybody else is doing in town. Maybe now is the time to start exploring that business. And I was just befuddled. I was like, wow, or not befuddled. I was shocked. That's the word, shocked. Um, and with that, with that prompting, I had her, I guess you could say blessing. And she just said like, hey, if this, if, if God doesn't want this to happen, if it's not working, we're going to know. But if doors are open or windows are open, any little thing that keeps you moving forward, then we're just going to keep following that. So that's what we did. And um, I'll tell you what, though, like it still was kind of tough because I still had to apply for jobs and I'm trying to put together, you know, I put together the business plan. I went around and I met with uh, local banks. And at one point, I remember mowing my lawn and thinking to myself like, oh, you know, I have no I have no clients really. And it was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call up Anthony and I'm going to pitch it to the fact that maybe this is something we could start doing together, you know, because he wants to grow his business. He doesn't have a lot of time. I've got lots of time. So we eventually agreed to do this. And before uh, the boot camp, it was all just like group training. And so this is now the opportunity where we can actually offer personal training. So that's where we started doing this. Um, and so November 1st is actually when we combined forces, we were in a different location than we were, we are now. So come January of 2023, it'll be eight years in this current location. So we, we started building up the business and it was, you know, it was slow at first. I just remember going to the banks even before the business started because it's like, well, how are we going to, how are we going to finance this? And of course, if you know anything about fitness line down, we don't have fancy equipment. You know, we don't, and that's the nice thing about it is our overhead is quite low because we don't have maintenance on equipment. You know, we don't need to be servi servicing our treadmills. 
We don't have to fix broken parts on our weight resistant machines, you know, and so that really helps purchasing. And, you know, Anthony already has some kettlebells, he has some resistance bands, things like this. I was really intrigued with DVRT. I wanted our gym to have sandbags and he was totally on board with that. So we purchased um, a handful of sandbags to get started and we just started doing things and it was fun. But again, uh, rewinding back to the fact of the, the banks, I just remember going to all these different banks and I, was, I guess I was looking for a business loan and Anthony was separate from this with me. Um, I, I think the business loans because this is now about how I'm going to get paid. Um, and this is some of that stuff when it comes to business. It's just like things you never really realize or figure out, but I'm not going to be able to sustain an income based on what we started with. That was obvious. So I needed to find a way to supplement that as I was training because I really couldn't afford to get another job because I was putting so much time and energy into starting this business. I mean, I was there from beginning to end every day. So I had to find something. I just thought business loan was what to do. And all these banks I went to, they said, well, we, we're not going to give you a business loan because you really have no, you have no hard capital, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but basically you don't have anything that we could sell. So in case, uh, in case your business does flop, you know, we need to assure, we need to have that assurance that the money that we gave you can get returned back to us. And I was offered in two different banks, I was offered a line of credit. So the line of credit, I mean, that was something that was just totally not on the radar for me, but it was a personal line of credit, just basically like a credit card where they gave me access to X amount of dollars and that was my money to use. So Anthony and I came up with this agreement that he got such a percentage, I got such a percentage of the monthly earnings. Um, obviously, I was getting a higher percentage because I was putting in more work and you know this is what we're doing. But based on the monthly revenue, we we're breaking it on that way. And there just came a point where it's like, okay, my family needs X amount of dollars per month to just keep the lights turned on and keep food on the table. So I just, I said, okay, every time that I'm short, I go to the bank, I'll take out the money that I need to supplement what I made in the gym. So every month it kind of happened and it just felt like every month, the amount of money I was taking out of the bank became less and less. And I made less than a year into this, um, first, uh, the first year, I don't know, it was like six, seven, eight months. I actually didn't need that money anymore. That was a fantastic feel. Like I was actually being supported by the business. So paid off that line of credit. Things are good there. And then the, I guess the fun thing about this business is the fact that we've never had debt. Um, we've never been in the hole. Uh, so we've run a pretty smart business, which I think is awesome. Um, and, you know, a lot of that credit has to go to Anthony to begin with because he just, you know, he did what he did. And I really didn't want to take care of finances. I'm really not a finance kind of guy. Even in my own household, I like my wife to do it because it reminds me of in, uh, that movie Forrest Gump where he gets the uh, letter from Apple because he had some investments in it. And they said, you never have to worry about money again. And that's <laughs> kind of like, in a way, that's where I want to be. I mean, I don't have the Apple uh, investment that he did. But I just remember he's like, yeah, good. One less thing to worry about. So for me, I, I just don't want to be inundated with finances and all the things. I want to just kind of stay training. Um, and so we grew a pretty successful business. Like I said, we, we moved into a new location, which we knew we were going to. You know, we were just staying in that old location as a way to transition and get ready for. And it took a little while for our space to finally be ready. Um, you know, we were hoping it would be early January, and then that didn't happen. The, 
And then it was like kind of mid-January, and then finally I think it was like January 19th. It was a, a Friday, I remember, just moving everything. And basically Anthony had to work at his job that day, couldn't get off. So I was responsible for getting all the flooring and things like that and making that move over. I was very, very happy to see Anthony come after work and start helping out because, the, you know, our, our floor mats, like I think it's great that everything we do is so, if you will, Spartan. It's so, um, it's, it's efficient when it comes to pricing. And so we don't, we don't have the gym mats that other gyms would have, like the fancy gym mats. Our mats are actually horse mats. <laughs> so we got them from the farm and fleet here. Uh, but the thing is, these horse mats are like 90 pounds a piece. And so moving them is not easy, which I'm very happy that we're in a footwear building that has a freight elevator and freight cars because I don't know how we'd have moved that up to the second floor if we didn't have that ability to like load up and have like, I don't know if it was like, dude, maybe it was over a thousand pounds of like flooring. And we got to do that all in one shot because of the freight cart and the freight elevator that can like hold, withstand like 5,000 pounds. Amazing. So yeah, our business grew and we got better as coaches. And I mean, everything's phenomenal. Still kind of like that whole fact where Anthony was working, he had his full-time job, he was helping out in the business when he could, but I was here. I mean, that was the thing. I was basically here from beginning to end every day, Monday through Friday, and then Saturdays I would work a half day. Um, and I did that for like three years, and that was intense. I mean, you know, my wife, bless her heart, she knew this. Like in the beginning, she just knew she... She had to set in her mind that at least it'll take five years before I could start getting back to the family life. You know, and I tried to be with my family as much as I could when I could, having that high quality time. But yeah, I mean, my I needed to be here, I guess, to keep the to to get this business going. And so I remember, like three years down the road, so you know, fast forward, I guess you could say, 2017, we hired our first employee, and she was able to start alleviating some of my things. So I was able to have a few hours off and um, Saturdays off. So that was amazing. And then we um, and then we expanded in 2018. We expanded our gym, and it was it was a great experience because it was almost one of those felt like we had to make a decision, kind of a little timid because it's a big decision to make. I mean, we went over double of our current our former space, and then not only that, but we lost Rachel, our employee. Um, she moved on to bigger and better things. So we had to hire more people. And it was just like, wow, that's such a transition. But we knew we were at the cusp where our training hours, like our, our sessions were getting pretty full. And it was like, let's do this. So we pulled the trigger on that and we haven't looked back. I mean, that was such a good decision, great decision. Uh, doubled our floor space. We added in a... A welcome area, I guess you could say, a, a nice entrance. We have an office. And our clients, I mean, our clients were just loving this because they, I think they felt like they were part of something that was growing, you know, this movement. Um, and, you know, we still, every now and then, I'll be with a client and we'll just kind of reminisce, like, man, I can't believe that your gym used to be only this big. And it's like, yeah, I don't know how we fit people in, but we did. Well, you know, moving on, like, in 2019, business decisions had to be made and I... I bought up my business partner. So uh, September 1st, I was officially 100% owner of Fitness Lying Down. 
thinking 2019, like, okay, this is great. You know, I've got full control. This is going to roll. Well, you know, a few months later, what happened? <laughs> this thing, uh, this virus that shall not be named. And, you know, I'm going to just say this, like all this stuff, I don't want to make it sound like I am responsible for this business being so successful. And I'm going to say it is successful. Right now, at this, it, that could change any moment. I understand this. But as I sit here at 8 o'clock at night, this business is successful, and it's successful because of the staff that we have. I mean, I don't know how I'm in charge of this. Like, I, I'm just going to tell you a very embarrassing story. We have our water bill, right? Not, not our um, utility water bill, but we have drinking water. And so I get my monthly bill, and I pay it, and move on. Well, I do remember, and I'm going to just let everybody know that that month our bill was $110.50. And that was actually kind of light for us. I mean, I was like, oh, good. It's not as, not as expensive as other months because we didn't go through as much water for whatever reason. <laughs> well, I decided when I paid electronically um, and I had to write in the amount, for some reason I decided to pay $1,150 and no cents. So I told my kids later that decimal points really do make a difference. I mean, if you don't put your decimal points in the right spot, it could cost you $900. So I tried to try to get the water company to void or, you know, refund so I can repay the right amount and, you know, the rigmarole of service charges and whatnot. So basically, currently, I don't have to pay water for nine or 10 months. So that works out okay for me. Um, but yeah, it's like making those mistakes. It's like, well, how, how am I able to do this? And I'm only able to do this because I have an amazing staff and this staff... You know, when we, when I, you talk to the staff here, you feel like maybe they own this gym because of how, how passionate they are about this gym. I mean, this is, this is where they love to work at. Now that's present day. I can mess this up. Maybe they're going to want to quit or something. I don't know. But present day, I mean, our staff, it's just like, you feel like they are owners here and I love it. And so, yeah, I mean, 2020, I mean, we were able to navigate through the pandemic namely because our staff was so flexible and so able to work with our clients. And I mean, there's the huge ingredient that I cannot miss is, is, our, is our client base, especially the core clients that we have. Like Everybody is cherished in this gym. We love everybody and we want to serve everybody as best as we can. But there's that group of people that's just been with us. Uh, you know, they've been with us from the beginning and maybe not all the way in the beginning, but they've navigated, especially through COVID with us. They've stuck with us. They support us. And I know they're not just supporting us just because it's a good cause. I know they're supporting us because we give them a service that they value. And that just melts my heart. I mean, I just, it's amazing to think that I'm a small business owner and that I'm doing this and that I'm able to provide a fitness service. Like what I went to school for, all that stuff I was ready to walk away from. And the fact is that this is what I can do for a living. I, I have the opportunity to do this. And I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast. You know, there's, there's the passion, right? We start with the passion of something like, oh, I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about that. But if your passion doesn't turn into purpose, then you're just going to fizzle. You know, it's passions flee. I mean, they, they come and they go, they come and they go. Purpose sticks. So that's what gets me excited about this gym is not, this is my purpose. It's not my identity, but it is my purpose as a livelihood, as a profession. This is what I do. And it's just amazing that we have such a great cast of clients. We've helped so many people in eight years. I mean, it's, it's just been a trip. 
And, you know, last year, shoot, we expanded again. I mean, we knocked down some more walls because we offered nutrition now because one of our staff members, Megan, went and did the dietetic thing. And it was just like, we want to make sure that we <laughs> that we can do this stuff because the, the nutrition and the fitness are so vital together. So it's great. She's now back from having baby Bo. Tried to get him on for a guest appearance, but that didn't work. His uh, contract was too much for us to uh, pay. So maybe someday he'll he'll humble us with a little um, cameo. But yeah, and you know the whole thing about this gym is if I try to start that gym back in the beginning, you know, back in 2003, 2004, I would have bankrupted the, the, my family, uh, you know, my young family before we even had a family. I would have easily put us in the hole, and it would have been a rough start to my life as a married man. But through patience, especially, I'm going to say it, listening to my wife, <laughs> being directed by the Holy Spirit, I mean, that's what I, I claim it to is, you know, it's God that's guided me through all this, God is the reason why my business does what it does, and I just show up. But having that, having that patience, I mean, this kind of gym is not out of reach for other people to start. Start small. You know, for anybody out there that's thinking about owning a gym, don't go big. You know, don't get all the shiny objects that you're never going to use. Find the stuff that's going to be used. Find the stuff that gives you a big return on your investment. So the kettlebells, the sandbags, the resistance bands, all these things... They're not crazy expensive, and they're, they're useful. I mean, we use everything here, and that's a great return on your investment. That's a big bang for your buck. And start small. Like, you know, our clientele, there was, I, I, it's like being a parent now, right? I mean, what did I ever do with my free time before I had children? Now, how much time did I waste? I think about that now in the gym life with our clientele where it's at. In the beginning, I didn't have as many clients. We didn't have as many clients. What the heck did I do with my spare time? And I know what I did. I, I made a lot of videos. But, you know, there's so many other things I could have probably been doing to better the business. Um, you know, where right now it's just like, holy cow, we got so many clients. We're so busy making programs. We're so busy trading. We're so busy social media, marketing, you know, you name it. And once again, like, that's the beauty of this business is being in a fitness business. It's not just about being in fitness or being in business. It's a very unique, very special industry that we have. Being able to serve people, but there's that business aspect of it, which I am quite enjoying. You know, when I talk about finances, I'm finding finances to be kind of fun right now. You know, I mean, I love paying the bills. I love making sure that we don't owe anything, um, that we can move forward, you know, having stuff and reserves for opportunities, for education, equipment, the nest egg. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, there's some responsibility here. And I just can't believe that it's me at the helm. So I don't know where all this was going, except again, I'm just really reflecting on the last eight years and wanted to give you guys, because maybe some of you don't understand like the total history of Fitness Line Down. You know I got fired from a job. You know the business started. There's a lot of stuff that happened in between. And I forever am grateful for, for Anthony to partner with me in the beginning. Um, and I'm just I'm grateful to all our clients, obviously. And it's just an amazing trip, and I'm looking forward to more years to come, if that be God's will. So uh, for you all, all of you out there, um, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. And I think I just got a text from my daughter that I can go pick her up now, so she's all done. So I'm very happy about this. Um, thanks for listening to me ramble. Next week, if I do remember correctly, I think next week is the 52nd week. It's the one-year anniversary of the podcast. So I'm probably going to have a host on, and I'm going to give you some more content that's 
going to be more applicable to your life than just listening to an old man ramble about his gym. But until then, until the next time that we talk, Godspeed.